You're listening to the Simple Pen Podcast, Pinterest for business advice that goes down smooth and easy. Here's your host, Kate All. everyone, it's Kate with simplepinmedia.com. We are a Pinterest management company based here in Portland, Oregon. We manage people's Pinterest accounts so they can focus back on other areas of their business. But I also aim to teach simple, actionable tips that will help keep your business moving forward using Pinterest. And many of you email me and you say, I've just got started on Pinterest. Now what? Or you say, Where's the start here button? How can I get started on Pinterest in a step-by-step way? So I don't have anything on my site, so I thought I would record an episode for you. So we're going to go through how to get set up on Pinterest fully step-by-step. So if you are somebody that's more of an advanced user, this probably isn't the episode for you, but you're welcome to listen along. This is definitely for those of you who are thinking about getting started on Pinterest or you have gotten started and you are still thoroughly confused, which I get. In fact, I was at social media marketing world last year, last year, I mean, you know, like a couple months ago. Um, And there were a lot of people that came up to me and said, I just don't get it. I don't get Pinterest. And I understand that it is a confusing platform. But once we kind of sift through all of the you know, what you hear out there or all the extra stuff, it really is a pretty simple platform to master. So we're going to talk about that today. However, before we move forward, I wanted to let you know that this post is sponsored by the Simple Pin Master Course, which is a complete comprehensive course that we host here at Simple Pin. Inside the course, we cover the following modules. We do foundations, website optimization, creating pinnable images, crafting the perfect pinnable posts, building your email list using Pinterest, being an effective pinner on Pinterest, analytics and evaluating your efforts. And this section goes very deep. We do a lot of Google Analytics tracking, promoted pins and tips for dominating Pinterest. We also have completed or we also have compiled a complete workbook to guide you through each step, ensuring that you're set up to move on to the next section and you've got it all mastered before you move on. So if you're new to Pinterest, this comprehensive course will get you started off on the right foot. And for those of you listening, I am offering a special $50 off discount code. Just use the code NEWBIE when you visit simplepinmastercourse.com. And you can go to simplepinmedia.com slash 57 for the link and more information. All right. So with that, let's begin with an understanding of Pinterest. So as I've talked about in previous episodes, Pinterest is not a social media site like Facebook or Instagram. It's a search and discovery platform. It's where people go to curate ideas. So if I'm planning to create an amazing bathroom, I go to Pinterest and I search for the look, products, or finishes that will help me complete my bathroom. I don't go to Facebook or Instagram. In fact, I was just with a friend who she redid her kitchen and she found all the products that she wanted to purchase, all the finishes, all the look for her entire kitchen on Pinterest. And we spent a huge amount of time looking for those ideas, deciding what was good and what was not good. This again is not something we would go to Facebook or Instagram to do. 
If you've never used Pinterest before, I would highly encourage you to pick up your phone, upload the app and browse around. What does the average person see? How do you think they're using Pinterest? If you can understand that end user, you're really off to a great start. So what do you think the typical person who might be following or buying your products is doing on Pinterest? Are they searching for particular terms? What type of boards do you think they'd be saving to? Really start to get that in mind first before you dive in headfirst to marketing. And remember, we use Pinterest to market our products, services, or blog, or whatever else it helps to bring long-term traffic because that search and discovery piece of Pinterest is what brings traffic to our site month over month. It's very similar to Google. It's this investment for the long-term. You won't see results um, like Facebook. You won't see this instant bump, but it's kind of like compound interest probably at current saving rates, which are pretty low, but it'll build over time. And every now and then you could hit the jackpot with some viral traffic or a pin that tends to take off. And you just never know what that's going to be. And so when you go into Pinterest, you're really in the beginning kind of feeling around in the dark. But if you have the right elements in place, then you're going to be good to go. So another thing is to effectively market on Pinterest, you need what's called evergreen content. This is most commonly known as blogs, but you can also call it content marketing. So sure, you can pin your products just all day long, but it's really best to tell stories or help people to become threaded into your products, to sell to them. Kind of simply put, hook them into your site by creating content that has value. So for example, if I only had the services side of my business, I could pin images to my services page all day long, images that link to my services page. But I haven't really shown my expertise or help you understand who I am or even help you understand Simple Pin and what we do. And so that's why I have the podcast and the blog side. So you can learn about me, my style, my marketing philosophies, and how I use Pinterest effectively. And having this content side is really effective at growing my email list, selling products, and gaining clients. Without that content marketing, that evergreen content side, I'm just slapping up pins and kind of hoping someone will bite. And sure, you can do that all day long, but it's not a good long-term strategy on Pinterest. So if you're a um, dental office, which I don't know many dental offices that use Pinterest, but if you're anybody, let's say you're a real estate agent, which we've done that podcast as well. You want to have that evergreen content to tell a story, to help people assist them. And maybe they might not end up being those clients in the long run. It's a good way to get exposure. It's a good way to have them know more about you and who you are. So it's really smart for somebody to be able to show value and show helpful tips as opposed to just buy, buy, buy. Because nobody likes that big giant sign over your head that just says buy. We kind of run for the hills, right? We see a car salesman coming or, you know, we see the guy in Best Buy coming up to sell TVs. It's like, ah, you know, out of here. But yet if somebody was to, you know, come along and tell you a story or give you some tips, like, hey, let me help you find the perfect phone. Oh, hey, you really want to help me just not sell me a phone. Eventually, you want to sell me a phone, but we're not going to enter in through that door at the beginning. Buy this iPhone. So we really want to be thinking strongly about that evergreen content piece. 
And if you don't have that, start brainstorming some ways to get that as a part of your marketing strategy. Okay, so now let's hop over to the Pinterest side so we can set up our profile because there there is a best practices that you need to do and some people miss these along the way. So first you want to open up your Pinterest account with the name of your business in the URL. So mine is pinterest.com slash simplepinmedia. So you can only use about 14 characters here and it will cut it off. So if you need to shorten your name, choose something that's an easy shortener. Um, I could easily have chosen Simple Pin if media had gotten cut off. Um, just think about what your business name and how it can be incorporated into that. Um, so we'll also put some images in the post. So if you go to simplepinmedia.com slash 57, I'll have in there some screenshots of what I'm specifically referring to if you need more visuals. So then we want to convert to a business account. And if you're going to be selling any products, promoting anything, you have to have a business account. And it is important, but it's also really valuable. You get analytics, you get um, kind of verified by Pinterest. There's no check mark or anything like that. That's for people who are big brands that are recognizable. So if you see that red check mark, that's somebody who is either a celebrity or a big brand like Nordstrom or Starbucks. So to convert to a business account, you would go to pinterest.business.com. It's a very easy process, but it does require that you confirm your site with a little bit of code. And when you convert, they'll give you this code. When you go over to pinterest.business.com, they'll give you this little code and you can put it in your header. And again, I'll put a screenshot of that in the post. If you have something like the Yoast SEO plugin, let's say you're using WordPress, you can easily, they have a section in there for Pinterest to insert that code, making it really easy. If you're using like Squarespace or Wix or Blogger, you can simply Google confirm your website with Pinterest, Squarespace, and there should be some tutorials online. So once you've verified that you're verified your site with Pinterest, you have your business account, you want to get rich pins. And I have a full detailed post on Simple Pin about rich pins, about how to get them, and I'll link to that in the show notes. So after these two crucial steps are done, you want to set up your profile image. And one of the things I would encourage you to do is keep it the same across all social media platforms so that it's easily recognizable so that when somebody hops on, they know they're in the right place. So if you have one on Facebook and one on Instagram that's different on Pinterest, that's no good. We want to keep it consistent. Then you want to fill out the profile description. This is describing what you do and potentially what you're going to provide for people who follow your profile. And you can use key terms here, keywords. And I have also a post on Simple Pin. We did a podcast at simplepinmedia.com slash 35. And there's also a checklist there for how to keyword on Pinterest. But this little section really tells a lot about you. So for example, on mine, I have Pinterest marketing and management services for bloggers. We primarily work with bloggers. We do have some that are not, but we do understand this idea of a content marketing strategy and helping people who have a strong content marketing piece in their business already. So I have that as my description. Then you want to add boards. 
first, you want to add a board devoted to your content or products. So for me, I have Simple Pin Media. That's the title of my board. And this board has just Simple Pin Media content. So it has both my podcasts, my products, and my blog posts. So let's say you're somebody who has a lot of products that you sell, whether on like Etsy or Teachers Pay Teachers. You can have both a board. So let's say you have a Simple Pin Media board with just blog and podcast content. And then I had a Simple Pin Media products, which has all those, my courses, um, let's say I had a whole host of other products. You can certainly do two and break them up. But the reason we do this is so that if somebody's searching for your site, they put in, you know, for me, Simple Pin Media, they're not only going to be shown my profile, but they're also going to be shown my board and any type of content that has Simple Pin Media related to it. And you don't have to write best of Simple Pin Media or best of whatever. Just simply put your the name of your business. And that's a great way for people to find you. All right. So after that, you want to create at least eight to nine boards around topics that you create content for with the right keywords. And again, you're going to reference that post that I talked about, simplepinmedia.com slash 35. And that's going to show you how to select the right keywords and put them into the right place. But the reason we're creating these boards around the topics that you talk about is because we're targeting the person who's going to be searching for your content. So I'm looking for that person who is a marketer on Pinterest or a social media marketer or a blogger. So I've created the following boards, Pinterest marketing tips, Pinterest strategies, social media tips, blogging tips, SEO tips, and Pinterest photography. I have many more as well. I do have best food pins, best craft pins, best saving money pins. And the reason I did this was because the Simple Pin Media account is a training account. And so I wanted to still have a wide variety of niches, but kind of tied it in with that pins piece so that pins would still be around my boards and kind of related to what I was talking about. If Simple Pin Media was just devoted to Simple Pin and not a training board, then I might actually dial back on some of that stuff because I don't blog about food and I don't blog about saving money. So it would be more heavily focused on social media media. But for other reasons, it's not. So I do have those other ones, but I don't put them towards the top. They're not my main boards. So I want to keep my main boards targeted to my niche, which are those Pinterest marketing strategies, Pinterest strategies, social media tips, all those ones that really hit on my person, the person I want to find my content. So I don't have one about pets because I'm not really targeting the person that's interested in pets. True story. I don't like pets at all. (laughs) My kids are desperate for pets and my husband and I are desperate to never have a pet. I know we're horrible. They'll be scarred for life. But anyway, I don't have a pet sport on the Simple Pin account because that's not my person. Alrighty, so now we're going to fill up these boards that you've created with Pinterest-friendly content and those images. So, These can be both your images, maybe from your site or other people's pins from their site or boards. The goal here is to curate content on your boards that you believe your audience would find valuable. So for example, I have a Pinterest tips board. I am very specific about the tips that I share. 
I never share anything that has to do with deleting pins because I don't believe that it's a good strategy. And I always recommend using API approved schedulers. My audience knows this about me. So I want to make sure that what I'm saving is aligned with my philosophy. So you want to be thinking about the things that you're curating for your audience. Let's say I'm a food blogger and I'm strictly vegetarian. Then you'd want to have some boards devoted to pins that are only vegetarian recipes. Your audience knows this about you, so it would make sense to have those types of boards and pins. It might not make sense to have boards that are like beef recipes, chicken recipes, um, you know, heavy meat. It's not like you can't have them because the people who follow you might also kind of cross lines. But if you're really targeting that vegetarian person that is looking for vegetarian recipes, you want to make those front and center. All right, so images. I made that comment about Pinterest friendly images. Pinterest has their own size of images, and this is a tall vertical image. An image for Facebook and an image for Instagram is not going to be the best image for Pinterest. Why? Because Pinterest just likes tall vertical images, and that's what wows people. If you spend any amount of time looking on your phone, like I suggested in the beginning, seeing what a user sees, you really, really want to have those tall images because they take up a lot of the screen and they really hook people in. Whereas something that's small, horizontal, and very squatty is hard to see. So here's the standard sizes. It's a two to three aspect ratio. And so that's about 600 by 900. If you use Canva, which is a image creation program, they have a pinnable image template that is 735 by 1102. Both are great sizes. The whole goal is to create something that is a vertical. And Pinterest has this really fantastic how to make great pins guide. It's linked in the show notes that you should definitely check out. In addition, in our master course, we have three different program tutorials inside to help you create just the right image for your content. All right, so the next thing is to add a save button. So some of you have heard the term repin, and that was an older term that Pinterest used. It's now they use the term save. You want to save a pin for later. So if you add a save button to your site, and there's a link in the show notes, then people who follow you, your audience will easily be able to share to Pinterest. And these are really powerful tools because these people are sharing on your behalf. They're saying, I like this. I'm going to share it to Pinterest. And Pinterest goes, oh, there's a lot of people sharing this content. Very similar to how they would see with Google. People clicking on links, they go, oh, this looks like it's relevant content. I'm going to show it up higher in the search results. So having this button allows your audience to share on your behalf. I prefer to use the Social Warfare plugin, and you can hear more about that in episode 17. And last, you want to give a shout out to your audience that you are on Pinterest. So share with them your profile URL, that's your pinterest.com slash simplepinmedia, and encourage them to follow you. You can do this on Facebook, you can do it in your email, you can do it on Instagram, wherever you can tell them, let them know about you on Pinterest. And then comes to strategy and pinning. And I'll be sharing more about how to create a strategy and workflow in an upcoming episode. So stay tuned. So let's review our step-by-step how to get started on Pinterest. 
So first we have to begin with the understanding of Pinterest. And second, we need to create evergreen content. And then third, we're going to open up a Pinterest account, convert it to a business account and get rich pins. Then we're going to set up our profile image, fill out your profile description, create a board devoted just to your content or products, then create at least eight to nine boards around the topics that you create content for. And then you're going to fill up your board with Pinterest friendly content and images from both your sites, your site and other people's site. And then last, you're going to get to creating really great pins and adding that save button to your site, followed by telling people that you're on Pinterest. All right. So as a reminder, this post and podcast was sponsored by the Simple Pin Master Course. We have that special $50 off discount code for those who are listening. Just use the code NEWBIE in all caps when you visit the simplepinmastercourse.com or you can simply go to simplepinmedia.com slash 57 for show notes and the link. All right, now it's your turn. It's time for you to get started on Pinterest. And I hope that your profile setup and everything goes really great and it's super successful. And we'll talk more about strategy coming up. Mm-hmm.